Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dr. Cohen. Hi, Lauren. Where are you these days? (laughs) DC, you see, um, we're wallpapering. That's why. Oh, is that what I'm looking at? Yeah, I know. You're like, what are you guys doing? Looking at gross anatomy. I think you should put gross anatomy wallpaper. Like weird patches of blue and paper. Yeah. We're going to try wallpapering for the first time. And uh, we found everyone thinks it's a horrible mistake, but we're, we're in the process. Okay. Why don't you get your brother to come over and paint a mural? Yeah, that that's, that might be an option if this wallpaper goes wrong. It was uh, expensive and we're not going to do it again. So. Oh, okay. What kind of wallpaper? It's like, it's really fun birds and like plants. It's going to be bright and vibrant. You'll see. Hopefully. I'm excited to see it on our next podcast. I know. If this works out, you'll see it. One of my buddies, one of my first buddies to get married, um, we were young. I was in med school. Um, he lived in New York with his wife. And I remember they had me over and for some reason he and I, and she a little bit, but he and I painted their, I don't know why they recruited me. I don't know why I said, okay. Um, But we painted their living room with, you know, doing like the sponge kind of like that spongy look thing in like an orangey, like a, you know, Spanish style orangey thing. And it was a lot of fun. That's cool. I remember, yeah, that sponge look being really like in for a while too. Yeah. It was definitely in for a while. Yeah. And that's my favorite color. So I'm sure it looked great. Yeah, it did look cool. Anyways, you sent me that article about hearing aids. The FDA clears a path for hearing aids to be sold over the counter, which is fantastic. And I kind of don't know why it has taken this long because I remember my grandma, because you go into those like hearing aid places and they just charge you like crazy amounts to do the whole that like, they tell they do a test for you and these people are so old like my grandma and they're just like it's cost ten thousand dollars that's just what it costs it's like no don't pay that don't do yeah. that I, and i don't know anything about it just i thought it was kind of interesting it surprised me that i mean i know you you i i, I thought you could get a hearing hearing aid just by going to buy a hearing aid. I didn't realize you needed a whole prescription and everything for it. Although I guess you do. I, I didn't really even know about that. Yeah. Well, they're eliminating the requirement to see an audio audiologist. Audiologist. Yeah. Audiologist for a hearing examination and fitting a process rarely covered by insurance. So that's what my grandma was doing. You know, she went to one of those places and none of it's covered by insurance. It's supposed to help about 30 million Americans who experience hearing loss, but only one fifth of them get help because of the cost. You know, I, I wonder as someone who's lost a little bit of hearing, I don't know just from my own idiocy, I don't know how much of that is going to be about cost or just like I'm vain and also I'm stubborn and I'm pathetic and I don't like doing stuff. So for me, it's a matter of just being lazy and also not wanting to wear, wear a hearing aid, you know, and plus I'm like, yeah, I could hear enough. You know, I could hear what I need to hear, even though I've lost a little bit of hearing now. And like mm-hmm. when I go in crowds, it's kind of annoying. So I'm curious, is it really about cost or is it about a vanity thing? And, and just, I it don't know. Could, it could be a little bit of both, but obviously they're saying it also leads cognitive to cognitive decline and depression in older people. So it's important to get checked out, but they're thinking that these changes could upend the market, um, which is dominated by a relatively small number 
of manufacturers. So that that should help lower the costs. So yeah, apparently totally it ranges good. from like 14,000 at Costco to 47,000 elsewhere. So I don't know. Wow. I didn't realize they were that expensive. I thought I thought they were much less expensive. Yeah, so the FDA FDA's rules take effect in 60 days. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, although the only thing about going to get a check a formal checkup is sometimes, you know, there are different reasons for hearing loss and different things to do about hearing loss. You know, sometimes it could just be as simple as you got something in your ear. So I know uh-huh. that's the thing too. Like, I don't, I still do think you should go see a doctor, obviously. Yeah. And then like the volume and, you know, they're, they're figuring it out might be like difficult, but right. I guess we'll see what happens. Should be there good. Go. Yeah, I agree. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about was, did you get heat rash from, you said when you went to Panama, you didn't wear sunscreen on your legs. Did you end up in heat rash? Not heat rash. I got crazy sunburn. Oh, okay. Crazy sunburn. I'm still dealing with it. We got mosquito bites and sunburn. So my legs are still like itching and like Mm -hmm. beaten up from from between the mosquito bites and the sunburn. Still kind of, it's been more than 10 days and I'm still, it's finally just starting to get better. Oh, because I was wondering about that because the New York Times just had a whole article about heat rash because apparently, because you know how it's hot everywhere, apparently people are experiencing like heat rash with like little blisters and pimples on their skin and itching and it can sting. And like, obviously doctors are like, if you feel that you need to go indoors, you need to do something about it because it can lead to heat stroke and other things Right. You need to, to pay attention to your body. Right. And um, or could it be monkeypox? Oh my gosh, probably people see you nowadays, they might think that. And exactly. it's probably much more common to have heat rash, I'm sure. Definitely much more common than monkeypox. Yeah. So I don't I don't even know what monkeypox looks like, but I think it could look like a heat rash. No, I I, I think it looks like um blisters, um kind of like the way chicken pox, but you probably don't even know what that looks like. But I think blisters and pustules all low, you know, on parts of your body, it could look like I've seen, I've, I haven't seen any lot actual cases. I've seen pictures of it. all. So you didn't get heat rash. That's a good thing. No, there was no heat rash for me. I did also want to give our audience another outdoor safety tip. And it is, has to do with beach umbrellas. Did you read about that lady that got impaled by beach umbrella? Holy moly, I did see that. South Carolina. She was 63 and she died from her injuries an hour later after it happened. As someone who loved living in Redondo Beach, California, I've seen those umbrellas fly and like I've seen it like almost go into someone's eye. Like they got it right before it hit them in the eye. And people that don't go to the beach often, I don't think they realize like winds can come suddenly. And you're if you don't like really put that umbrella down. Or close it when you're in the water. You can seriously injure someone. Or maybe just don't bring an umbrella. Bring a, something else. Then you're going to get heat rash. Well, don't stay out there forever. I'm just saying you should. Or, okay, if you have the umbrella up, be there. Be near it. And there you go. A word from Lauren, our sponsor, our umbrella. No, I'm just saying people leave their umbrellas. I've just seen them fly at people before. And, yeah, I think it's crazy. And I feel bad for this woman. Yeah, no, it's definitely pretty nuts hearing and seeing about that. But umbrellas in the rain umbrellas make me nervous, too, sometimes. You know, the the part, the spikes that come out like I've seen. Yeah, I haven't. I've seen 
you know, a lot of near misses with umbrellas in general. That's true. Yeah, yeah. they are a dangerous object. But like, especially the ones that have the spike at the bottom for the sand. So. Yeah. But even the the you know the umbrella the the spikes of the what do you call it? I don't know. I don't know those spikes that come out. I you know like I those, those are pointy things. You know I've seen them cause a lot of near misses. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, there's this big uh, ten second test, the balance test. Have you heard about it? No. Uh, I feel like it's everywhere, and that I don't want to do it because it means like supposedly means like you're going to live a longer life if you can do this balance test. So I know just thinking about it, I'm going to fail it. Um, but I think you can build up your muscle strength. I guess what this test is trying to tell you is like falls are the second leading cause of unintentional injury deaths worldwide. Yet doctors don't have an easy way to check balance. So this 10 second balance test is supposed to tell you like about your longevity. It says in this test, which can be done in less than a minute, the patient gets three attempts to do a 10 second one-legged stand on either leg. So that's it. You just have to do one legged stand on either leg. For 10 seconds? Yeah. So it's like doctors will check your balance. Like they're checking blood pressure or pulse. In this study, one in five people cannot manage it. So I think now people are doing this test as like a hype thing because it's popular. And they're doing it just kind of like as a fun TikTok kind of thing. Is that what you mean? I don't know if they're doing it on TikTok, but it was just like, I saw it all over. So it's just, I guess it's good because I went to Pilates today and I realized that my balance is not what I thought it was. So I know I need to work harder at that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, I don't know that I can't foresee that I'm going to fall someday and die because I don't have good balance, but I feel like it's just good in general. Yeah. Balance is probably good. I had heard a, a thing about like, can you do X number of push-ups in a certain amount of time? And that lets you know how good your heart is also. Really? I wonder. So you think there's any truth to this? Like if you can do no. this test? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But probably if you can't do it, it's probably a bad thing. Yeah. That's why doctors are like, don't freak out because you can improve your balance. So I'm like, I'll just not even do the test and just try to get a Pilates. So that's what I did today. So that's why. So that motivated you to do Pilates today because you heard about that thing? Well, that and my hip hurts, so I thought I should stretch. I do should do a stretching class. It's funny. I recommend Pilates to people, but I don't really know what Pilates is, and I've never done Pilates. But I tell people to try Pilates because I know it's good for your core and stuff like that. But I must confess, I don't really know what Pilates is. It's good for your core, your posture, your yeah, just right. like I don't know, your spine, that kind of stuff. Yeah. On a sad note, I, I'm going to change the topic. I just learned today, and I don't know how public it is, but I we we'll talk about it anyway. And, you know, I run this pre med program. Today we had our graduation for our summer class, and one of the former directors, and it's run through the volunteer department at the hospital. One of our former directors of the volunteer department, I found out, uh, just died the other day, and uh, the guy was a fairly young guy. And had kind of just retired um, recently, I think, to go and enjoy life a little bit. And then he was recently diagnosed with lymphoma and and I think just died. And I I just found out today, I just found out a little bit ago, and I'm I'm really saddened and it, it, it reminds me of how precious life is. And it makes me, you know, you hear these stories about people who are working and working and Finally, they retire and then they drop dead. So as much as 
you know, I've been thinking lately about trying to retire at a young age and early, but then I hear about this guy and I'm like, will I drop dead if I retire? Like what, you know, it's very, it's a bizarre thing, you know, talking about health and balance and all of that. It, it, mm-hmm. it just makes me think about so much. I don't know. And, and I want to give a shout out to him who I, who I loved and, and thought he was just a wonderful guy. And he was, he was a fan of the podcast as well. And I, I just want to shout out to Casey. Um, amazing guy, uh, amazing director, amazing friend. And, and, and I'm really saddened. Oh, that's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, that's really terrible. Yeah. I'm sure he inspired so many other people to become doctors or like made them great doctors. That's, um, I mean, obviously what he did lives on, but that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to bring, bring us down to a downer, but we're talking about a lot of death and stuff, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we do call our podcast gross anatomy, I guess, but we do call it gross anatomy. Exactly. And I got to tell you, Lauren, lately, and I think maybe we should do an episode about this. I've been feeling kind of burnt out a little bit. I think I've mentioned it on a few episodes already. So I think we have to talk, do a burned out episode and how to, how to, um, how to combat it and what to do about it and what it means. And for me, I mean, one of the things that helps me is doing the podcast and doing this pre-med program kind of helps me dealing with my, with my sense of burnout a little bit. And I'm not sure what it means. It, it may mean that, I don't know what it means. Uh, I'm talking about it lately a little bit, which I think is good. Um, I think it's good. I'm sure. I mean, I always read a lot of people in your, the medical profession are experiencing it, that and teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I don't know what it means. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to think about it a little bit and, and, and figure out what that means for me. I think it's great to have other outlets, but yeah, we'll definitely, we'd do a podcast about it. Cool. That's a good idea. Superstition. And then another one about burnout. We got ideas people. Let us know if you want to hear any special episodes. And there you go. Let us know. That's it. Lauren Taylor. That's all I got for today. Unless you're watching anything. I haven't been, I don't have any like new shows. There is a doctor's show. I want us to watch that. I'm going to send you. There you go. Very cool. Thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.